0: Welcome to the Eastern Current Saltwater Fishing Podcast, and Merry Christmas. Today, Captain Cameron Pappas and I sat down and went through a list that we put together of the top gifts for the inshore angler. We went through why we like these products and why we use them day in and day out. Hope you like the episode. I've teamed up with Florida Fishing Products to outfit my guide service with their spinning reels, braided line, and fluorocarbon leader and I'm looking forward to giving you some real-world feedback on their gear. I've been enjoying their Osprey CE for all my light tackle, redfish, and speckled trout, and Resolute for my beefier setups for big reds, cobia, tarpon, and jacks. I'm looking forward to helping further their mission to equip anglers to fish better, which couldn't align closer with our values here at Eastern Current. Be sure to check out their website, floridafishingproducts.com, or ask about them at your local tackle shop. Temple Fork Outfitters is the rod of choice for all of us here at Eastern Current. Whether we're fly fishing for shallow water redfish, sight casting to cobia from a tower, or dropping live pinfish to grouper in 100 feet of water, they have the rod for the job. Their customer service is unmatched by any rod company out there, and their rods can take the beating of everyday guide use without any issues. My favorite rod for redfish and speckled trout is their seven foot medium light tactical inshore spin rod. Be sure to check out their website, tforods.com. Cameron Pappas, what is up, man? <laughs> Not much.
1: Ready to talk <laughs> Take Christmas two here on the intro? <laughs>
0: um, we th- I've thought about this every year, and it's usually Christmas morning when I think about it. But we're gonna do uh, like I just said in the intro, kind of talk through uh, some some cool gift ideas some, and a lot of stuff that. It might not be a new product, but just stuff that Cameron and I use on the water and use related to fishing day in and day out that we've we've grown to really like uh, and grow accustomed to to using. So we're going to share that with y'all on this podcast as some good gift ideas uh, to share with your wives uh, or even some just some good gift ideas uh, if you're if you're looking for a present for for a buddy or something like that. So we're excited to talk about that. We've got a little list here on our phone, um, but Cameron, before we get going, how was your Thanksgiving?
1: Brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> yeah, it was. Y'all were uh, gone for a while, gone for five days, and uh, that's. I think that's the first time I've ever stayed in a house with. It was one house, twenty six people. How many? How many rooms did it have? Uh, I think six. Six. So, yeah. So, and and the majority of people that were there also had kids. Um. So, for the kids, it was great. You know, it was all cousins. And whatnot, but we have a pretty big family, so uh, it was a lot. I'm happy to be sleeping in my own bed the past couple of nights. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: uh, I'm sure. It did it give you any type of like rejuvenation, like a like a vacation does, or not really? Yeah, well, Good the, the get out of town in
1: the sense of I'm so happy to be home. Yeah, <laughs>
0: a new perspective for being yeah, at home around, yeah. away from 26 people. But
1: it was like it. The, it by all means, it was like a, a fairly large house, but it was. It's got to be we're, decently big to fit 26 yeah, people in. Yeah, but we're, the whole thing's one level, though. Really? And so, Just like a huge yeah, ranch. And it's and it was really old. And so if you, you know, are walking around at night, you're like, yeah, I mean, everywhere you step, it's creaking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we have one really young one who sometimes still wakes up at night. So if she woke up and I had to, like, go to the kitchen to get milk, I was like, I'm going to wake everyone up in this house. Right. <laughs> and, uh. So, you know, that part about it was kind of stressful. But overall, I mean, it was worth seeing all the kids play together and, and sure. being around everybody. But definitely happy to be back.
0: Fletcher's on this kick lately, my oldest son, and he wakes up at like between 12. It was 2.30 every night, like right at 2.30. But last night he woke up like 12.45. And just, ah, just screaming as soon as he wakes up. I have to go in there, and I, I lay down with him to try to get him to fall back asleep. And I'm my plans to go back to my bed, but I always fall asleep. Like the past three weeks, I've woken up in his bed every single morning. Um, but that has nothing to do with our podcast here. I just added another one to the to the. I won't talk about it yet, but it's a good one. Another one to our list that I was thinking about just now. All right. Um, but we're just going to kind of go back and forth, and we'll talk about these products and, and share with y'all why we like them. Maybe a story about them, something like that. And and so, um, Cameron, you want to go first?
1: Yeah. Let me get my phone open here. Sweet. Um okay. So the first one is something I made the switch to uh a couple months ago now, I think. Okay. So I've always been a big um Sims guy for especially for for bibs. Uh I, I feel like they make it, they make a really good bib by all means and, and we pretty much wear them from what? late fall all the way through March. Yeah, So they get used a lot, and my Sims one just, my Sims They're bibs. just a great windbreaker. They're like great. Not even, I wear yeah. them regardless of if it's raining or not. Yeah, and you can wear, you know, whatever underneath them to keep you warm. <clears throat> um, but my, mine, after about three years, were kind of falling apart. You got, like, the nice Sims bibs, right? I did. Yeah, and, like, you know, because you're pulling in them a lot. Your pole is rubbing down the leg quite often. Uh, that, like, one side of my bibs was just, like, completely torn up, which was, you know, it, these might happen to the ones that I have right, now. Right. But uh, I feel like the ones that I've switched to are a little bit better. But uh, a friend of mine, Perry McDougald, who's been on the podcast a sound few Soundside Outfitters. Soundside Outfitters <laughs> uh, is uh, a big fan of Grundon's and uh, recommended that I try their bibs. And so I purchased the, they're called the Transit Bibs. And uh, man, they're awesome. That's sweet. Yeah, they're really good. Kind of a lightweight bib. They're pretty lightweight. They're very waterproof. Uh, they feel a little more durable. And um, those those actually aren't the ones that he recommended buying. He he's a big fan of the, uh, tourney bib, okay. which is the you know the tourney is p- in like tournament. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think so. As in it's um it's the PVC material which. Yeah, I think hands down has got to be the most waterproof material there Absolutely. is. Absolutely, and so if the you traditional
0: Grunins bibs are the best bibs for waterproof,
1: one hundred percent, it's what um, I wear
0: wear duck hunting.
1: Yeah, and these don't look quite like they're you know they're they're commercial orange and white bibs. They're a little bit thinner, a little bit more <laughs> form fitting, I guess. Um, so you know, I, I think both of those. Bibs are a great purchase. So you would say Gronin's bibs stay dry, stay yeah, warm, stay warm, look good and, while doing it. <laughs> look good while doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, bibs are such a big piece of equipment that we use all the time. I think it's pretty important to have some that are durable and reliable. And and it, you know, from my experience so far, I'd say that they're pretty superior. Yeah, as far as bibs are concerned, yeah. well, are, are they just?
0: A, do they have a couple of color options, or what? Is yeah, there?
1: yeah, the ones that I got the tra- the transit bibs have some color options. Uh, the tourney bibs have some color options. I don't think they have as many as like Sims, but you know, it's not like just white and orange. Yeah, like a lot of the commercial ones that um, that grunden sells.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to jump into my first one. So, and, and we will link all of these uh, gifts in the show notes, I will try to do them in order, but that probably won't end up that way. Um, but we'll link them, uh, where you can click through and it's not like affiliate links or anything. We're not making any money by doing this. This is just honest, you know, blast of what we think is a great gift, um, for the holidays. So this one is, uh, one, an incredible piece of gear and two, like a, what would be, what would the word be? Not nostalgic, but just like a a really cool. it's just a cool gift for somebody that loves to fish. And my buddy up in Washington, Cameron and I both have his nets, but Camacho Rod Works. Oh, yeah. He'll He'll wrap custom nets. So you can design it, you can put logos in it, choose your colors. They're really, really cool. We've posted some pictures on Instagram about them. But his nets are just really neat, and it's a cool staple. Like every client that sees the net, like I've got my logo and then like this speckled trout logo that I got made one time on mine and just solid built. Nets, really really cool. Good price point, and it's just a unique gift. It's a one of a kind kind of deal. You can get rods to match it. He does gaffs, dip nets. Like a dip net would be really cool to do. Mm-hmm. I just could, I can't do that because I lose my dip nets like all the time. <laughs> but um, but just really really cool. Have you enjoyed enjoyed your nets? You oh man, I love
1: it. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've used it on everything. Uh, I pretty much just keep it on my bigger bet, the bay bet. Yeah. Um, I want to get him to make me a little small skiff net. Like yeah, right a right small skiff net would be great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've used it from everything from flounder to slot redfish to yeah. bull reds, uh, and it's handled everything really well. And it, it like you said, it's just, it's just kind of cool yeah, to look at. And, and from a guy's perspective, it's sweet when clients see it and they're like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. It's just like, a unique piece of product that you're proud yeah, of. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool.
0: So, um, yeah, we'll link his stuff as well. Like I said, he does custom gaffs as well. Um, so custom rods, he does full sets for offshore boats, um, really any type of custom built fishing. Um, well I can't say that it's not building reels or anything, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, just really, really cool products. Uh, and, and a great guy lives up in Washington, North Carolina, makes everything right there, uh, in Washington, which is a cool little town if you've never been there. But yeah, so I wanted to share that one and I'll, uh,
1: and really, really good customer service as well. Really good customer I, service. i made the mistake of leaving my net on the back of my. Oh yeah, you boat one time when it. it was when I was trailering it, and I guess I hit something, and it snapped it. And he essentially just cut it down a couple inches and put a new uh, thread in there, and it was good to go. That's
0: awesome. I noticed when I ran your boat the other day that you had it back. I didn't know mm-hmm. you'd fixed it, or if you, or if it wasn't actually broken. You were just being dramatic about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, well, sweet. Well, I'll I'll uh, I'll jump back to you, Cameron. If you wanna wanna share a gift idea,
1: yeah. Let's see. This is fun, um, man. Jingle bells. <laughs> <laughs> um, Busby tackle boxes. Yes, like we were talking about. I don't have any yet, but I want them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't have any either. Um, but I'm in the same. Bed. Jeff wa- runs them. I want them bad. Right. Yeah, Je- our our good buddy Jeff has them, and um, they have just really good you know, organization kind of add-on or features, I guess. Nothing's changed about the
0: Tackle Box in years and years and years and they've like really come in and like changed the little features to make it so much more practical.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And I think they're just really, really waterproof. Yeah.
0: And easy to clean out. Like, you can take all the inserts out really easily and get it nice and clean, get the rust out of it.
1: And easy to clean out, for sure. Like, I I have all those nice Plano boxes, which have been great and they work really well. Um, But I do feel like those Busby boxes are kind of a step above. Absolutely. For keeping your stuff, like, out
0: of the salt water. And I've been getting these ads about these dry lock bags or something. Have you seen those? Yeah, I just saw. They look awesome. (laughs) I just got targeted by them. Did you get targeted? We're definitely getting (laughs) ads later today for (laughs) that. I've been been getting those hard. It's because the first time I saw it, I clicked over to it, and now it's like they're just chilling with them. Yeah. But... It's a. It's about the size of your generic soft plastic bag, mm-hmm. and that that's like the biggest struggle and tackle is like your soft plastics, keeping those organized. The binders have been the best thing, and I think the binders are probably still my favorite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but if you if you're if you're like me this time of year, you just have a few colors and few patterns that you throw. You don't need to carry much, and so one of those Busby like little dry lock zip bags. It's got a clear face on it, mm-hmm. completely dry. It's got a dry zipper on it. And you can throw, you know, 12 packs of soft plastics in there. And 12 packs of soft plastics could probably last me, especially if they're Z-Mans right now, through the rest of the winter. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just just because, at least color-wise, I, I don't need many options It's until yeah. we start to fish, like, little tiny creature baits and what whatnot. Ned rigs. Excuse me, I just burped. Um, <laughs> but, yes, uh, Jeff got, like, the full – they had, like, a starter set, didn't
1: they? Yeah, I – Speaking of Christmas, I'm pretty sure he got them for Christmas. That was last year. Last year, and um, I don't. He really hasn't had anything bad to say about them. No, um, and especially for boats like mine, uh, where that hatches aren't the driest in the world, I think that having something that's you know fully waterproof, if you want to, you know, save money, essentially, sure. is is really important. Definitely. Definitely.
0: Yeah, those are those are awesome. Like we said about everything else, we will link those. Um, I was talking with Cameron beforehand because we're kind of sitting here. We'd, we'd come up with some stuff on our own before we sat down, and then we were just talking through some ideas. Um, and I, like most anglers, have been through tons of pairs of pliers. You go, you buy a pack of pliers that says, like, stainless steel or, you know. Yeah, that's what it says, stainless steel. <laughs> <laughs> And, I, like, I got a pair of stainless steel pliers on, on my Pathfinder that in, like, a week and a half were covered in rust, and I couldn't even get them to open and close. So, it's like, yeah, the plier might be stainless steel, but the the pieces within, mm-hmm. the springs and all that, they're not. I got a pair, and, and I've, been, I've bought their, their fillet knives, too, and they're awesome. Just really, really... I think they're like nine bucks on Amazon the pink danko <laughs> pliers that I have are the bomb I've had them for months and I haven't had any rust uh, really easy to use good size They've, they're they're custom I mean they look like the expensive Ross or Sims or uh, what's the uh, van Stahl pliers I mean it's the same principle look and feel just like them the cutters have held up um, and they're 21 bucks. So, there's, I mean, I've I've bought lots of pairs of pliers that are more expensive than that that have lasted a couple, like, a month. So, including the stainless steel ones that I had in my Pathfinder.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm holding them in my hand right now, and they feel really good. Like, you you said, how long have you had these?
0: Months. Like, I said all summer, but I think I probably got them, like, late summer, like August. Yeah,
1: I mean, the. The, uh, there's bait the chunks spring. and stuff on them, and there's yeah. no rust. <laughs> there is some bait chunks on here, Earth. but yeah, I mean the the spring in it feels like it's still just as good as it was probably when you bought it.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's a cool little uh, cool little set of pliers. Um, but like I said too, they're they're fillet knives. These would just be a great stocking stuff twenty one bucks. They're small. They'd fit in the stocking. And, uh, and for they, some reason, I feel come, cheesy when I make a Christmas comment about what we're talking about.
1: And they come in pink, and they come in pink,
0: which is a great <laughs> color. I need bright for like pliers and stuff like that. Though I do like brighter colors because I can see them, see them and go, find I'm them. Like, yeah,
1: don't get me started. <laughs> I lose my if my lure, if my my lures if my pliers aren't attached to my body, I just constantly misplace them.
0: If I'm fishing a jig, you can bet it's going to be an Eye Strike Texas Eye. Dave and Ralph at iStrike have built the most versatile and durable lineup of jigs in the saltwater industry. Whether you need a finesse presentation on spooky wintertime redfish, or you need to hop a big swim bait on deepwater structure for cobia and bull redfish, iStrike has the jig for you. Be sure to check out their website and use code EC10 for up to 40% off all iStrike products and 10% off all Z-Man products. The code can only be used at iStrikefishing.com, and you can find the code and the link to their website in the podcast show notes there is no stealthier platform to fish the shallow water flats creeks and marshes than a pedal drive kayak the p127 from Bonafide is my choice when i want to get out on a solo trip and access the areas that i can't get to on a flat skiff or a bay boat it happens far too often in a boat where I have redfish and plenty of water in the back of a creek or bay, but there's a sandbar or series of sandbars between me and the fish, and I just can't quite make it to casting distance. But with a kayak, I can drag across the sandbar right to them. Be sure to check out the full lineup of Bonafide kayaks on the website or at Hookline and Paddle here in Wilmington. I will have a link to the Bonafide website in the show notes as well.
1: I guess you kind of already touched on this, especially if, if Busby makes, um, soft plastic binders now, but the ones that I've been using for years now is, are those Plano binders and, uh, they're fantastic. I mean, I'm a big fan of organization on a boat and, uh, I think I have like four or five of these binders and depending on what time, you know, what season it is determines which one I bring, but I'll have one that's just kind of labeled as paddle tails and one yeah, that's yeah. labeled as shrimp. And Is it those ones right there? Yep, that's same ones, okay. cool. same ones. Yeah, I love those. And those just, ha- they really helped me stay organized, and, you know, years and years ago I made the mistake of putting a bunch of soft plastics in, like, a Plano box. Oh, yeah. And they all just, like, melted together. You get, like, like, a square <laughs> chunk of soft yeah. plastic. Yeah, so um, that helps eliminate that and uh it it just it kind of makes you be a little more organized I'd say that's the that's the ticket
0: in at least for me is setting myself up for success with the organization because yeah. as soon as I can't find something I start tearing the hatch apart and then you're <laughs> you're especially guiding I'm with clients so I don't want to waste time to to jump back into the hatch and try to organize it right then like I would be very embarrassed if anyone looked in the back hatch of my my Maverick right now cuz it's like a Explosion went off in there.
1: Yeah, I'm with you.
0: But yeah, those those are awesome. Those are really really cool. I've enjoyed those. Yeah. The, the one thing that I found is the the dang carabiner or the little ring rusts, on it out. rusts out, which rusts is kind of yeah. lame. But
1: and if they get wet, they can mold a little bit. Yeah. Um. So if your hatches are wet, definitely take them out. Yeah. I, that
0: that's one thing I try I've tried to do more now is open the hatches because if I when I keep my boat inside I, to air it out, and I forget yeah. to do that so often. So.
1: Yeah, it's a good good
0: practice. It is a good practice. I'll jump here on the list and see see what's next here. Let's see. All right. Um, oh, Turtle Box speaker. Everyone kind of knows about this, um, but as a plug, we're not partnered or sponsored with Turtle Box or anything like that. But Cameron and I both do have a Turtle Box, and that thing's been awesome. It's louder than the sound system on my bay boat. Yeah, uh, you can get it completely wet, get it covered in sand, and it's just it, it holds a charge a long time too.
1: Dude, I don't think I've charged mine <laughs> in probably eight months, really, and it still has battery life. And I'm like, this, it's a That's unbelievable. Crazy. Um, but yeah, I, the the Turtle Box is freaking awesome. Yeah, and especially for like, I don't really take it on guided trips by any right. means unless someone's like hey can you bring a speaker um have you had that happen before i have had it happen a couple times really yeah that's yeah. awesome um but for like family outings or going to the sandbar or whatever it is so nice to have and um the when i when i was getting the bay boat, the the bay rider that i have um my wife was like can you please get speakers put on and i was like I really don't want to do that. Right, they just and break. It, like it, it doesn't matter break, how nice yeah. ones
0: you get, like they last a couple of years and they start giving you trouble. Yeah,
1: not, so I have speakers on my, on my skiff, and I think I fixed them three times. Yeah, like had to replace the speakers three times or yeah. or the amp. Um, and it's just a it was a money pit. Extra and weight takes up space. Extra weight takes up space. Yeah, all 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 of the above, and um, but the problem has been there hasn't been a good speaker
0: to bring on a boat that's loud yeah,
1: enough or that can handle the the elements right 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 and um and, and so i got to thinking i was like i just need to you know i'll just get a portable speaker yeah and that'll be fine and um you know i was getting tons of ads <laughs> for turtle box and i saw all these people using them and dunking them in the water and right. pulling them out and i was like okay i've seen enough of this i just need to get one right and test it out and uh, the, it's been unbelievable i yeah. mean i've I've gotten that thing absolutely soaked in, in salt water. I've sprayed it off with a hose. And it's super nice It when you go to, like, the sandbar, like we do a lot here in the, in the summertime with our families. And you can take your speed. Like, a lot of times you're not staying on the boat. Right. Like, you're up on the sandbar sitting down maybe 100 yards away. And you can bring, instead of, you know, having to absolutely blast your your right. uh, boat speakers, and so everyone on the same mark can hear whatever you want to listen to. Right, you can bring it with you, which is so nice. Absolutely, it makes all the sense in the world to me to have that over boat speakers.
0: Absolutely, it, it, on any boat, on, an, on I any mean, boat, on any. I don't care if it's a massive center or offshore center console. It's like you can get the sound, and the thing too is it's going to be loud enough for you. But if it's not. And the, the, because you can also like, it's so loud. You can put it anywhere in the boat in here, but you could also just move it to where you can hear it while you're running. Right. If you wanted to, yeah. cause it's so small. It's probably what, you know, 12 inches by nine inches or something like that. Yeah, It's
1: not, it's not. And big. the depth
0: is maybe five or six inches deep. Yeah. Um, but you can actually sync them up with as many other turtle boxes as you want. So if you had, like, a massive center console or something like that, you could have two, two turtle boxes synced sitting on opposite yeah. sides of the boat, and you could hear it super well. I so. mean, I've
1: seen, like, boat manufacturers now put in, like, custom turtle box hangers. Are you serious? Yeah, where you can, like, hang your turtle boxes. That box. is lame. <laughs> I don't disagree, but, but to your point, I mean, obviously they're they're a really good product to the point where people are like, "I want something that's custom true. on my polling platform that can hold a turtle box." Yeah, that's true. Um, so, I mean, just the turtle over, bracket. The turtle. <laughs> yes. it's like a race bracket for turtles. Yeah, um,
0: I want a I want something underneath my polling platform that could hold a live box turtle for
1: the day. <laughs> <laughs> He's just kind of hanging there with his feet dangling. Your good luck turtle. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I've just been blown away by their—no um, pun intended—the the ruggedness of them. I mean, they yeah. just—you can beat the crap out of them, and For they, sure. nothing happens.
0: Funny story: I got a waterproof, you know, shockproof speaker one time a couple years ago, and we were at the sandbar, and I was trying to like be funny. I don't know what I was doing. And I was like, "Hey, will you catch a speaker?" And like threw it to her, but threw it way to the side so that it would like go flying into the water, and, and it broke. <laughs> no, it got water and it broke. It was supposed to be completely submersible. And then I did the same thing with the turtle box and she's like, why'd you do that? You broke the other speaker like that and it didn't break. And that was a long time ago, probably a year ago that I did that. Well, yeah, last summer, not this past summer, the summer before I think. Yeah. And, uh, it was, uh, it's still, still kicking. I'm, I'm staring at it over there on the, still haven't the charged it either. Yeah. I mean, I think I've charged <laughs> it and I listen to it out here in the shop all the time and I, I never charge it. So I think it's died on me once, yeah, maybe twice. I, I think I've charged it one time. Yeah, that's awesome. Super awesome. Um and, and they've got some cool colors. They just came up with a like a bottomlands camo one that I saw at Intercoastal Angler. So a lot of plugs for Intercoastal Angler, but they do have the majority of the things we're talking about. I don't think they have they don't have Busby yet, do they?
1: Mm, I don't think so.
0: Okay. So that that one will be would have to be online, but a lot of people that are listening can't get Intercoastal Angler either way either way. So um you got another one ready to fire? I'll pull my list up.
1: Yes. Um I just purchased some sea Deck fenders. Those things are sweet. Which uh what makes them so sweet is what you built though. Yeah, I mean okay. So you could do this with normal boat fenders. Yeah. By all means. Um but the nice thing about these is that oh, they're your just fly rod holders too when you to talk about that. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's a good idea. Um the nice thing about the sea deck fenders is that they're just small. Yeah. And they're thin. And so it What are know, they about
0: two, three inches thick? Maybe? And they're flat. Yeah, they're not they're like, flat. They're not circular or anything.
1: They're, I think they're probably eight by eight inches wide by two inches. Easily stick inches them thick. in a skiff hatch. Easily stick them in a skiff hatch. Fine. Yep. Um, and you can get creative with, like, you know, skiffs aren't the easiest beds to put fenders no. on. Um, but you can get creative with it. Yeah. So what I did is I, because I, you know, my Bay Rider has plenty of storage, but all my storage is very valuable. Right for the most part, and so I was like, all right, you know, I I never use the fenders, because I have to tie, I have to tie them on a cleat, and usually those cleats I'm using already to tie the boat up to the dock, and it's just like one extra step that's just kind of like, you know, over time will show, right, (laughs) if I don't use them, but you know, I, I want to use them, I just was, I'm trying to make this as easy for myself to use them as possible, so, I took these you, you accomplished that. <laughs> I took these C deck fenders and got um a small, you know, I don't know, maybe fourteen inches of PVC and then drilled a hole through the PVC and these C deck fenders come with rope attached to the back. And so I just threaded that rope through the drilled hole in the PVC and I just plug them in the rod holders and they're at the perfect height. So yeah. all I all I have to do now is just open a hatch grab two of them out, plug them, in the, put, plug them in the rod holders, and you're good to go.
0: Yeah, the annoying thing about a lot of our docks here in North Carolina, the public boat ramps, they put, like, these hard plastic sides on the edge of the dock. And so, like, a bay boat or a, a bigger center console or anything, like the skiff, the rubber, a lot of times will hit that. Mm-hmm. Some docks are a little too high, some a little low, but um, you end up wearing the – the gel coat down on the side of your boat when if a boat weight comes by and the boat's yep. rubbing against that hard plastic. I mean, you do it on the wood too, but the hard plastic definitely accelerates that that process for
1: sure. And then on the on the skiff side of things, a lot of the public docks we have sit like really low. Yeah, and uh, well,
0: I'm thinking a slow it, point where my boat gets beat up on yeah, so it. Yeah, so
1: like I guess it doesn't. It sits like at a height where. No matter what skiff you have, it could be a Beaver Tail, it could be a Maverick, it could be Hell's Bay or whatever, that, like, your rail goes underneath the dock. Oh, and pops it off. And, yeah, and, like, it destroys your rub rail. Like, mine is ripped out of the side of my boat, I think, three times yeah. now. And so, I'm th- with those sea deck fenders, because, especially on my boat where there's really not much storage at all, that you can keep that, you know, in the front hatch because it takes up barely any room. And... Figuring out a system where you can, you know, maybe maybe put a rope through it and then hook it onto like one of the rod holders underneath the gunnel, and then the rope goes over the gunnel into the side, just to keep oh, it, just to keep it off the dock because it's super annoying when you rub rail rips Absolutely. off. You're like, oh, I gotta fix this again, right? You know, like all right, drill more holes, yeah, it's patch the other ones. Um, so yeah, I, I mean. Overall, it's working so far. Heck yeah! I think you've used it more than I have. <laughs> I've
0: been borrowing your boat a lot. I re, I'm refusing to replace the helm in my Pathfinder until later this winter. It's so expensive. But, um, well, sweet yeah, that's a great one. Here's a here's a good idea, and this is this is a shameless plug for our guide businesses. But Cameron and I both offer gift certificates for guide trips, um, and you know you, you can you can book a trip. What I do, I don't know what Cameron does. Um, well, some people want to pay in full right at the beginning for the gift certificate, but also just do it like a deposit. You know, $100 deposit gets you the gift certificate, and then you can give that as a gift. But also, any guides in your area, if you reach out to them, you want, if you're, you know, your husband or your wife or whoever wants to go fish with somebody or someone they've talked about fishing with, you can call them, get a gift certificate, and then after the holidays, after you give that to them, they can call the, the guide, set up the date, mm-hmm. get it all, all figured out. It's a really cool way to to get somebody on the water. Um, for a special trip or something like that, so um, we do a lot of those this time of year, and and you can just reach out through our through our websites if you want to do it with us. But but also any, anywhere you are, a lot of guides are already doing that. And if they're not, if you call them, they'll 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 figure out a way to do yeah. it. They'll get they'll get on Microsoft Word, and yeah. <laughs> drop some click art in there, and or <laughs> yeah. what are they, what's it called? Are they little images. The um, is it cl- clip art? Not clip click art. art. Clip art. Yeah. Um. So that's that's another cool option to do. Let's see here. Um, the uh, reels that Cameron and I have been f- fished with, we shot some photos for Florida Fishing Products the other day with them. But the Bahia reels, the new spin reels uh, from Florida Fishing Products, are awesome. Really, really cool. They've got a new like gray braid. Actually, I don't even know if it's new. It might just be the first time I've got it. But like this dark gray braid, which looks really cool. Um, but a, a awesome little little gift um, for for any angler, and I've really really liked. The Florida reels, light weight, price points better. I mean, price points better than a lot of reels in that that class. Um, but but a, a really good option for for a spinning reel for somebody if yeah. if you're wanting to do, you could go get just yourself a custom Camacho Rod Works rod or a TFO rod yeah. and throw a uh, throw a reel on it, which would be sweet.
1: Yeah, I've uh, I switched probably eighty percent of my reels ever to Florida fishing products. As of like maybe four months ago, and uh I've had zero issues, they've been super durable so far. I've had some get absolutely dunked in the salt water by holding up clients yeah. <laughs> uh, and usually, when I see that, I'm like that reel's got two more months yeah uh, and they've they've held up really good, and yeah. it, like like Judd said, they're really lightweight um they're made with good materials. They have extremely good customer service, which is the best in the business for sure. The best in the business, um, which is uh, a huge selling point, especially for us. And you know, if you're spending that, you know, decent amount of money on a reel, I think you kind of the customer service piece of it is a huge aspect that I think a lot of people don't really realize until something goes wrong. Um, So they've been really good reels. I guess should we talk about rods too? Yeah, that for we sure. Use? Um, so that, but, that was on my list. Okay. Uh, well, you want start it off then?
0: Yeah. So I've I've switched fully over to Temple Fork Outfitters, which I've loved. Um, really, really great rods. A good price point for for a rod as well. Um, great customer service. A really cool team of people, and and the pros that they've aligned with in the industry are really, really good dudes. Put the put the rods and whatnot through through the. Um, through the ringer if you will they've got fly rods spin rods it's just a one-stop shop for like for everything rod wise i've mm-hmm. got bait casters that are temple for or tfo i've got you know spin rods light real light tackle spin rods real heavy duty tarpon you know shark cobia rods um they've got everything they've even got they don't have like offshore trolling rods but they've got like popping and jigging rods and and what do, do they have all yeah, rods? yeah they do oh. the,
1: the sea hunter oh the yeah, yeah, that's right that's yep. right
0: okay I thought they were just popping and jigging, but I guess they've got the offshore trolling rods as well. They do, yeah. I don't know much about offshore trolling rods. So <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I can't speak to that much, but um, really, really cool team of people that, that Cameron and I both use. And I use the blue rods, and you you, I got use, a mixture of the two?
1: Yeah, so Judd oh. uses the tactical inshore yep. for, for most stuff. And I use the professionals, which I have zero complaints about, Um I feel like I'm talking a lot about my skiff and how stuff goes wrong. <laughs> but my, my, my little boat is very, very narrow. Yeah. And that equates to my rods getting kicked almost like pretty much five times a day, I would say. <laughs> it's so painful. Uh, like, oh. It's very painful. But the, I mean, they've really been able to take an abuse yeah. and, um, and, you know, I've had to get some fix here and there, but. Uh, that's gonna happen with fishing routes yeah i mean that just happens and uh they've been great i really 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 like the uh seven foot light action professional for trout i mean it's like you can cast a doa really far on those things um trout feel great on it uh i don't use as much for redfish because the tip is so did you, you say know, medium light or light? Light. Light. Man. I use the light action ones for trout, which is it's so fun for me, man, because you know, not every day you're gonna catch like massive trout. Right. And so even small trout feel like you got a monster on, Absolutely. which is which makes it more fun. I, I'm a huge believer in um, matching the gear to the fish the that, fish that size, you're yeah. that you're after. You don't want the sea hunter rods for the speckled trout <laughs> fishing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless you're trolling like a number five planer, <laughs> which, that's true. which, uh, I don't know how good you do doing that. Um, and then On the bottom, that's for sure. That's right. Uh, so I have, I have four of those light rods that I use solely for trout fishing and, um, they're great for shad and stuff like that too. Yeah. And then I use the seven foot medium lights for pretty much all red fishing, casting Spanish mackerel. Uh, I use them for false albacore, um, so that's that's kind of a, like a great all-around rod. And then for bait fishing, I use the exact same rods, uh, but in medium. Okay. And so those I use for like, you know, Carolina rigging for flounder and yeah, and um, redfish and yeah. what have you. And then I have four of the, I think they're this they're the tactical inshore but they're the 76 okay i yeah. think mag heavies Yep. and that's what i have been using for like sharks um and some of the bigger fish species we have uh cobia i haven't really caught that many aj's <laughs> i haven't caught that many cobia on them yet um aj's are great i mean they're just they're they're just awesome rods yeah. I, and they they offer every type of rod you could possibly need for uh, for fishing around here and probably anywhere, really. Um, for sure. So, yeah. Yep. You got anything to add?
0: No, I think you nailed it. They just have a really good uh, line of rods. I mean, you, you can get that exact weight length uh, that you desire for your application. So, like, I, I like yep. the medium light for trout. I just like a little bit more backbone with yeah. the DOA to set the hook. I, I feel like sometimes if I fish a lighter rod, I miss them, and I set the hook hard, too. But that's just not a temple fork rod. That's that's any lighter rod. Um, but I, maybe I should change my hooks out more. I don't know. It's probably on me. But everyone's got what they like. Let, Let me see it. here. Let's see what's next on the list. Um. Oh, uh, another really cool <laughs> – um, another really cool – idea is on X membership. So on X is a, a map mapping app system that we use every single day. I mean, and it's, I think 15 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can drop pins on it. You can share pins, you can leave notes on there. So we'll, it's got satellite imagery and, and you kind of can pick the state and area. I use it for hunting. I use it for fishing. It's definitely targeted towards outdoorsman outdoorsman but but more so the hunting world like they haven't yeah. really pushed hard in the fishing world yet um but it's it's awesome but
1: it d- it does everything that you would need it to oh do absolutely it for, you don't need it for it's, fishing. it's not missing out on anything right. it, they
0: ju- i just don't think they've they've tried hard to push it in the fishing world yeah, yet but for sure but it's uh it's really cool because i can like i can share a pin with cameron and he can click on it go into the notes and it'll be like you know 100 redfish uh, mid to low tide, water temp, 65. Like, he can read everything. So mm-hmm. we can leave detailed stuff on there. So, like, sometimes I'll be on the boat, like, on a tough day. I'm like, golly, I'll pull up on X and, like, scroll around and see where I've left a pen and, like, click on it and be like, oh, my goodness, the water's 65 right now. Yeah. It's November. <laughs> like, you can just leave all that stuff on there. It keeps it really easy to to go and figure out. And then you can add more stuff to it, like, whenever you catch fish. But But the ability to – the drop a pin, color code it, like I can do blue for speckled trout, red for redfish, um, and, and then be able to know really quickly, uh, you know, what's going on, or drop two pins. Sometimes I'll send Cameron like two pins and be like, they were in between this area. It's just a great way to to keep track on a map on your phone, be able to sit there, scroll around, and, and look. The imagery is really, really good on it, so it's 15 bucks a month. It's a cool uh, cool way to, to, to stay uh
1: Stay on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, I think it's it, it can almost take the place of like a fishing log. Absolutely, because I so I use it a ton to like plan my day. Yeah. If uh if I have a trip, and let's say it's for speckled trout, and I can look at where all my pins are, like what Joe was talking about, and say, okay, you know, this one was good last year. This one was good two days ago. I haven't tried these ones yet. Maybe I'll try those uh if we get on fish early, you know, blah blah blah. So, for in in that regard, it, it's super helpful and uh here's here's one of the things. here's something that the fishermen might appreciate is that if someone shares a pin with you and you accept it, you can't share it with other people. <laughs> right. That is that is a really nice uh, benefit um, so to you, it. You can kind of be confident that at least it won't get shared around right. by everybody. Um but no, yeah. I'll
0: just quickly drop a pin beside it and say yeah. like if you like if I'm sharing something, we have like a little network of guys that we share everything and I've definitely bumped into that before. I'm like, oh crap, I can't share this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have to drop a pin beside it.
1: Yeah, Yep. Um it it's definitely better than like Apple Maps and Google Maps. I mean we used to use Google Maps a lot. Right. And uh, this one just has so many more features that that it's super helpful and um especially on the hunting side too. I mean, with you, like in the woodcock hunting, I feel like having that ability to look at, you know, areas on public land that you've hunted before and seen birds before that, you know, maybe you hunted two times. Yeah. And then you go back a year later, you're like, where were those spots? Right. You know, right. For, for for that. Yeah. Something that you're not on
0: quite as much area. You're not in quite as much is, is is pretty huge. Yeah. Um, and jumping from the ONX deal to another thing that really relates to it is, Cameron and I both run the uh, Navionics Platinum Plus satellite chip in our in our GPS units on our boats, um, and having that satellite imagery, I'm not sitting there dropping a lot of pins and stuff on my boat, like. But I typically, I mean, I used to drop pins on a lot of stuff on my boat, but now it's all on, my, on ONX. Like I don't even. Unless I'm offshore, like offshore bottom and stuff. I'm yeah, dropping yeah. pins, but inshore it's all memory and then stuff that's on my on my phone. But having the satellite imagery to see and to, to relate to, uh, especially when you're running a new area, you can see the bottom contours. Mm-hmm. And that does change, but a lot of it is still going to line up um, for the most part.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. I mean, especially in certain areas, like the, there's certain places – where I have fished a ton, and it's just covered in oyster beds. <clears throat> and I pretty much know where most of them are. Yeah. But occasionally, you go in there, maybe it's low light. Yeah. Maybe it's high tide, and those oyster beds are completely underwater or just barely underwater, and you can see them. Yeah. I mean, not maybe not in You every, can see them on the app, you're saying. You can see or on the, on the GPS. Yeah, for sure. Which is fantastic. I mean, Absolutely. Saved you some gel cut work, yeah. <laughs> that's and for lower sure. units and props. Um, yeah, I mean we have one area that we call minefields. Yeah, and it's that's called, what I was thinking. You're it's talking. called minefields for a reason. I mean, there's just oyster beds everywhere. Yeah, no one
0: could ever memorize where they all are. No,
1: I mean you can memorize like the big ones, and you can memorize like like
0: the crabber who has to run in and run out.
1: Right? right, right. But
0: when you're kind of fishing along an area, and you're kind of every time it's a different angle in and out. Yeah,
1: I mean you're working hundreds and hundreds of yards of bank. You know. Oops like say you know early morning and it's you're throwing top waters and like i have a i have saved my boat so many times of just crushing an oyster bed by having that (laughs) chip yeah it's it's been a it's been a um, lifesaver it's a
0: game changer another thing that just popped in my head is a vacuum sealer for people that like to keep fish yeah I, I, i use it for deer and stuff too when i process deer but Um, a vacuum sealer, if you're, if you're killing fish, especially trout and redfish, you know, freezing them in just a Ziploc bag, usually they're not going to last very long. But if you vacuum seal speckled trout fillets, uh, it's a, and you can go to Walmart and get a good, like food saver vacuum sealer for Mm -hmm. nothing, which is pretty cool. I mean, I don't vacuum seal fish ever, but I, I do know, you know, certain people that might be fishing just on the weekends, um it would be a good gift for people that like to kill fish and, and put it in the freezer for sure. I mean, yeah. I like to kill fish too, but I also no like to let them go.
1: <laughs> no doubt. You got any, you got any more before we wrap it up? Yeah. This one's not that fun, but <laughs> <laughs> it, I'd say it's a pretty good idea. Uh, the, I guess two years ago I went on Amazon and I bought two small first aid kits to keep on my base. Nice. And, uh, I mean, if you're as clumsy as I am, it's pretty nice to have. Yeah, uh, I've gotten you know hooked multiple times this year where I've had to you know rip the barb out and what whatnot. It's kind of nice to have like something to clean the wound. with. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm up to date on my tetanus shot, but still, it's just nice to you know a little bit of peace of mind. Yeah. Um, and then for for clients as well, I mean they. They can hook themselves. They can, you know, bust their knuckles or whatever. And just, you know, having something on the boat is is a small comfort that I think you don't really think about until you need it. Until you need it. Um, And they they come in really small, like, waterproof uh, backs, which is great. And uh, they fit in a hatch and just leave it there and forget about it until you need it.
0: Yeah. That's huge. Uh, The last one that I want to do is a new product that I just got. Uh, and have not set it up yet, but I've read really good reviews about it, and it fills a niche and fixes a problem that I've had for a long time. So we're running our boats a lot, and so constantly trying to keep them clean. A and the days that do what a pee bat? Oh, not a pee bat. No, this is the pressure washer. <laughs> so constantly trying to keep them clean, but I've I've gravitated instead of a scrub brush over the past few years and soap, which I still do. Sometimes, because it's, I think it's necessary to clean your boat that way and re-add that soapy wax uh, to the boat. But um, for just you know fishing all day, getting home, wanting to be with the family, and cleaning the boat off real quick, I've I've started using a pressure washer, and I get the Greenworks pressure washer from like Lowe's. It's like 150 bucks, and it's great, but it's like this long cord and long hose. It's super. It's always just a mess in my driveway. Like I, you know, I if I'm if I'm really, I'm not a very you know clean organized person anyways like i was saying with my boat i've got it i need it to, i need to set myself up for success for organization but giraffe tools is a company i found online and they have a big spool mounted pressure washer system that you can mount on your wall like in your garage or outside of your garage or anywhere uh that's got a really long hose you can pull out use the pressure wash it's got a lot of different nozzles and then you it's just like a it's like a hose caddy, but you don't have to wind it back up yourself. It's just got that. Just retracts. It retracts itself, so you you know you pull it out, it locks, and then you pull it just like the, the like the gas hoses at a boat dock.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's a big spool, and it'll just wind back up on there and clip in really clean. You keep the water hardwired to it, or hard water to it, <laughs> and you keep the. <laughs> I don't know
1: what that what you would call that. No,
0: I don't know what you hard water. It's pretty cool though, <laughs> um, and same with the. Uh, Plugging up the electricity, it's got a plug, so you don't have to like wire it. Actually, you just can plug it in. Um, but just a really easy way to to have a pressure washer to keep keep it looking good and keep it organized. So I'm excited to get that set up once I run water out to my shop, which I think me and Mike are going to try to do in the next week or two. Get a trencher and dig a big trench and put some some uh, hose in all the way out here. Whatever you call it, some hex. I don't know what I'm getting into. <laughs> um, that's what Michael's for. Uh, but, yeah, that draft tools pressure washer. And they've got, a they've got like, hose caddies like that and everything, too. Really cool company. Not working with them uh, or anything like that. So just a, a product that I'm excited to use and uh, share with you all. So I'll, I'll post some pictures and stuff of it on Instagram, too, once I get it set up, which will be um, hopefully here in the next week or two. But I think that's it for me. You got anything else? No. Sweet. Well, guys, hope you all uh, had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you're, you're heading towards a great Christmas and hope this helped y'all with some gift ideas for yourselves, for others, uh, to share with your wives and, uh, yeah, that's it, I guess. Sweet. All right. Uh, we will link all that. Like I said, a hundred times to the show in the show notes and, uh, we'll see y'all on the next one. Merry Christmas. If you're anything like me, you like a clean boat. That's why I've chosen to partner with Carolina First Mate out of South Carolina. Carolina First Mate is a family-owned business that provides environmentally friendly boat cleaning alternatives. My two favorite products are their hole cleaner that doesn't harm your trailer and their boat wash. Be sure to use code EC15 for 15% off your online purchase. If you're interested in checking out all their products, you can find a link to their website in the podcast show notes.